Hurricane Irma ripping through the Caribbean, bringing death and destruction and leaving thousands homeless. In Barbuda, houses underwater, cars floating through the streets. Among the dead, a two-year-old killed while a family was trying to escape. Most of the island left uninhabitable and almost impossible to reach. In St. Martin, homes with no power or running water. Businesses completely destroyed. Military planes sending emergency food and water. Thousands remain stranded. You're listening to The Devil's Advocate, where we talk about news and current events. I'm your host, Brandon Condé. And I'm also your host, Mitchell Hernandez. Our goal at The Devil's Advocate is to provoke thought by introducing viewpoints and information that isn't readily available in the mainstream media. It's in truth a conversation where an independent liberal, like myself, and an independent conservative, like myself, can share different viewpoints without the typical disdain for one another we see all too often in politics. So with that, let's get started. Today, Irma at 155 miles per hour is among the strongest hurricanes ever recorded. Even homes built to national standards can come apart in just 100 mile per hour winds. Across Florida, the toughest new building codes require designs to withstand a Cat 3. There are building codes that are in place, particularly after Hurricane Andrew in Florida, that really helped uh, homeowners build back stronger. But the reality is that very few older homes and buildings are likely to withstand the fury of Irma. All right, and we are back. Week 27. Um, we are, we are not doing the Facebook live segments again this week, as you probably found out if you were looking for it. Um, we did have those updates earlier in the, uh, I guess it was probably last weekend that we did those, um, kind of talking about what we've been up to and we'll get more into that next week. Um, after we have a, uh, concrete, more concrete game plan going forward. So we'll, we'll talk about that stuff. Mitch and I are not in the same room once again this for this episode. So if there's a nope. if there's a little bit of a awkward delay or something like that, or if uh, if Mitch just decides that the audience can hear stuff that the audience can't hear again, then we'll uh, <laughs> we'll go that route. But now we'll we'll basically September is September's been a tough month for us schedule wise um and it's going to continue to be that way and we knew that before september started but we figured right. we would uh we figured we'd give it a shot and try to work around it as best as we could so there are going to be it, it the the show is going to feel a little bit different this month in the sense that there may be less facebook live segments um that we may end up taking another week off the last week of the month we we don't know yet we're trying to we're trying to work around this chaotic uh month for both of us so so we'll keep you we'll keep you up to speed in in that regard um moving forward and because of that because of how hectic it is we're probably going to i would imagine run this show more like a rest of the week type feel again um like segments like, are gonna be a little bit shorter um a little bit probably a little bit more topics but a little less time on each topic right now we, than we normally do we always say that and then we get off on like four and a half hour <laughs> rants so we understand what right. what the the possibilities could could bring but um that's the that's the plan at the start of the show we'll we'll see how it goes from there right. so 
With right, that, we'll get into it. Um, obviously, we have this is the second episode in a row where we have a massive hurricane smashing the southern part of the country and the Caribbean on a, on its way to. Um, and yeah, as of uh, nine o'clock yesterday on the ninth, it has hit the uh, coastal Florida. Right. So it is. It is raging right now as we speak. Yeah, and it looked like when it hit Cuba, it actually, because of how long it made landfall, it went from, I think, I might be wrong, it might have been a four, but I think when it it initially hit Cuba, it was still a Category Mm -hmm. 5, and then it kind of shrunk down to a Category 3, maybe even a 2. I might have even seen that at one point. I think it was a 3, because I saw that it uh, just recently before hitting Florida, it got bumped back up to a Category 4. Yeah, as soon as it it spun off of Cuba, it like just gained a massive amount of strength again. And then the I guess the thought was that it was initially going to go up the eastern seaboard, but it it took it hooked to the left and is going up the western, um, yep, coast of of Florida. So, um, so you when we ended the last segment, Hurricane Harvey, we right. you you brought up the the climate change aspect of it, and as soon as <laughs> this, so as soon as this happened. Um, my mind init- like immediately went back to that conversation because now well, a lot of people have been having that conversation. I keep seeing it pop up on Facebook, you know, left and right. You know, so now, so when we talked about it last, we talked about do you think that the people in Texas, because you know this was so massive, do you think that they will start to change their minds? And what I but so instead of going the route of what does the population think? What do you and I think on this as far as climate change is, is, is involved? Well, because man, you're going to put my conservatism to the, to the test here. Mm-hmm. No, I think that I've got no problem stating unequivocally that I absolutely believe in climate change. Uh, I think that there is a plethora of information that's out there that is pretty conclusive at this point. Now, you'll, you've heard me argue before where I think that is it played up and is it usually <laughs> stressed as a doomsday scenario by a lot of liberals? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And we and you went over the the climate change projections before and you saw how there was a whole bunch of studies that are you know kind of in the middle of the road saying this is what we think and then there's one that's like doomsday and that's the one they always cite. Right. So, you know, th- but again, there were seven other reports that pretty much very conclusively stated this is going to happen there is going to be some change there's things we can do to stop it but i'm always surprised it's it's almost become like a point of pride for conservatives and republicans to just not believe it right (laughs) and i don't get it i really i really kind of don't like i know people at the work that i had that at my work that are conservative and they just laugh about it constantly like oh it's and the big thing that they trip up over is that it was called global warming, which it was misnamed. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean right. global warming. It means that climate will change. Some places get hotter. Some places get colder. Right. The climate changes. And, and so, but that's what they use to disprove it. Oh, it's not, well, it's and not that's, hot now. That's the unfortunate thing about the argument is that for so long it was, it was mis, 
I guess this was like ten years. Yeah, right. So you had a bunch of people. You had the guy that I talked about in the last episode. <laughs> that it's well, dude, it's snowing in Brooklyn in December. Well, yeah, of course it is. So what the fuck, that, man? That's what happened. <laughs> but unlike when I was a child, and we got six inches of snow by my birthday in mid-November. That doesn't happen anymore at all, and it hasn't happened for years. I'm not saying that that's evidence. What I'm saying is that if you look at a satellite image of the Western Hemisphere right now and you see three massive hurricanes where you don't commonly see that, there's clearly a change there, a climate change there. The world doesn't necessarily have to be getting hotter, but... I'm yeah, I'm less convinced by that cuz I saw a couple people that had that image up that showed if anyone had seen the movie The Day After Tomorrow. It's a hilarious movie that is like climate change on steroids. Right. But <laughs> in that movie that's what like the people from space look down and there's just hurricanes all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so they were comparing the image of the Harvey or was it Irma and uh, what's what's the third one that's so that's there's now? I believe Jose or something like that. I believe there's a tropical storm in the in the Gulf right now, Katia, and then there is a and then Jose is there's coming the, right Jose right yeah. behind Irma. See, to me that that's less conclusive. Like people saying, "Well, look, there's hurricanes." Well, it's hurricane season, so yeah, there's going to be hurricanes. And I know that this one hit, and it's you know they, it's category four. The, uh, which is bad. Well, it was a bad. it was a category five when it pummeled through Barbuda and yeah. the Bahamas and shit. So, like, I think that's where, I think that's where you can kind so, of look at it and be like, these are different. Like these. Th- th- yeah, well, there's been category fives. I feel like that's the wrong approach when it comes to conservatives who are already, for whatever reason, they don't want to believe it that it's happening because. You just sitting there going, look, but there's a hurricane. There's a category five hurricane in hurricane season. Well, no shit. It needs to be show. You need to show them data and show, hey, look, this is happening more frequently, or this. And I haven't seen anyone do that. I just heard people, you know, basically cite that there's a hurricane in hurricane season, so of course it's happening. And to me, that's not convincing. Right. I'm already convinced, but for other people, I don't think that's enough. Right. To yeah, no, convince I think conservatives that it's happening. Yeah, no, I think that that's a very good point. Um, so I, I I do think that people, those people on that side that it's not uh made up whatever um <laughs> it, it should, do need to strive harder to um to do that to point out that data and whatnot but yeah. it is the problem is they usually exaggerate and they, they cite the extreme projections instead of just correlate the data man mm-hmm. just put it and show them what what's going on because you know you got you still have people that are sitting down there waiting for irma to hit or already are currently being hit by irma that are just like no we're not evacuating we've never evacuated before we're not going to now right well and and that brought up what what was interesting to me earlier um when when it was category five and it was spitting like 230 mile an hour gusts at the bahamas there after that, mm-hmm. after it had moved over them and was working its way towards Cuba, I had heard some interviews uh, uh, with the media that were from those from those people. Um, I think was it Barbuda? I think that's how you pronounce it. Was the country where ninety five percent of the structures were damaged, like 
everything in yeah, the country was just pummeled. And they basically said they're they wherever that was that they're not a U.S. territory. They're a territory of yeah. Britain. And she had brought up a good point in the interview where she was like, "This look, we're island people. We live through this stuff all the time. We're used to hurricanes." We build the country to withstand this stuff," she said. "The and and we can't evacuate. You can't evacuate. You know, uh, twenty five hundred people from an island. Like these are tiny islands, so there's tiny populations. Um, right. But and she's right. There isn't enough boats. And she's right. I mean, if you think about it, there. How are you gonna? If something pops up, obviously you can see a storm. But if something, if a hurricane starts <laughs> and it's not that far away from you, you may have twenty four hours. You may have less time than that. Like you're not gonna evacuate an entire an entire island. But no, like I said, but, there just isn't enough boats. But what you she, <laughs> but no, but what she said is like this kind of falls on like Britain's responsible for us. So they have to figure out a way that like. We can survive here since this is their territory. They're responsible for that, and that's an interesting. That that's yeah, an interesting point. I don't know how much point. of that that because yeah, because I don't know how much of that that I would go with because but. Britain. I don't know that Britain or the United States, when it comes to like Puerto Rico and stuff, I don't know that if something some natural disaster happens there, you can't you can't have you can't claim responsibility for this country when it comes to making money off their exports or tariffs or trade <laughs> or whatever and then say yeah but it you know you guys are you guys are on an island in the middle of the ocean when bad shit happens like you can't have your cake no taxation you, without you representation can't have your cake and eat it too <laughs> like you you know so i i get that and i don't get that like to me I think that they have an obligation to help with the rescue effort and an obligation to help with the re- reconstruction effort. But if she's trying to say that they somehow need to be made to stay safe, like, no, you live in an island in the middle of the ocean. I can't just make the hurricanes not come to you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. what. No, I know. The way that you described it made it sound like she was saying, like, you better keep us safe. No, and well, I don't, I don't really think. They're well, I think to do that. I think her point was we can't evacuate to, like, now that we're rebuilding so the, that, now that we're rebuilding the entire country, let's make sure it doesn't right. fall down again. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, you can only do so much. Right. So as long as they help out with the construction effort, you know that that's to be expected. There's always going to be the Red Cross. Um, you know, people give to the Red Cross and other different charities that help out with reconstruction. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, just like the United States, I mean, you saw Donald Trump. Just he's, I think he's been handling this very well. Um, for a guy who doesn't believe in climate change, at least he knows how to throw money at it whenever it happens. So, I mean, I guess that's best case scenario. Yeah, uh, I just don't know one. what good his billion dollar donation does when, like, the Red Cross doesn't accept rubles. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm teasing. Yeah. I'm teasing. That was the best comment Russia. on the internet. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's handled it horribly. I think that when you um he updates a lot. Yeah, and he, and I think when I but I also don't think it should be hard, you know? I don't think it should be hard to respond to a natural disaster because it's pretty cut and dry what you do. Like you don't waver on, well, do I help them? Yeah. <laughs> right. You do. That's your job. So <laughs> You know, yeah. I, I think it's easy to do well in this situation. 
as long as you throw money at it. Um, but well, the money has to be well spent too. You can't just throw money at it. But working with the Red Cross and other charities, uh, and especially we've seen a shit ton of charities that have been bullshit. And you know, using about that. Like I saw a whole bunch of. Uh, Somehow, sometime, somewhere, I bought a fucking hat off of hats.com. And, of course, like the day that Irma was going on earlier today, I got an email that's like, hey, buy hats. Uh, 10% will go to the hurricane relief. And it's just a ploy. You know, they just want you to buy their fucking hats. And then, right. you know, we've seen a bunch of other charities, too, that it's like, oh, yeah, you know, 10%. They say donate. And then it finds out that, you know, like only 30% is actually going towards the charity. Right. So lots of people... <laughs> You don't want to just throw money at it without being able to vet the places that it's going to and things like that. Obviously, um, what's the is it? What's the name of the the FEMA? I guess is the mm-hmm. one the American government yeah, agency the, that's supposed to take care of it. And I think yeah, so at least they're on the ground. They're, they seem, seem to be pretty good. They yeah, should. yeah, they seem to be they seem to be doing okay so far. So I mean. As well as you can do. I mean, I'm not trying to, because you know, there's that one asshole out there that's like, they think everything's fine. No, like we get it. It's a natural disaster, but you know, right. I think that I I'm not on the side of people. Like I I've seen internet trolls essentially um, that are that just look. I don't like Donald Trump. And I, I think the audience is very aware Fuck of that. Donald I think you're very aware of that. Um, but I, but I'm not, like, I'm not going to hate on this guy when there's no reason to. And I, th- I think there's a lot of people. You must not listen to NPR. Uh, <laughs> I think there's a lot. I see a lot of people online that just like can't ever give this guy anything. And right. to me, at least with the hurricane. Uh, responses the response that he's given to to all of the the weekly natural disasters that we seem to be having recently um i'm not gonna be too hard on him for for anything so you know no i think he's doing a good job yeah we'll see i'm sure there's gonna be more of these to come so yeah i'm sure there will he's gonna have uh, some practice under his belt This morning, the picture that says it all. President Trump in a quasi-embrace with the Senate's top Democrat and fellow New Yorker Chuck Schumer. After an Oval Office meeting Wednesday, Mr. Trump defying his own party to strike a deal with Schumer and House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi. The agreement provides hurricane relief, raises the debt limit, and funds the government for three months, even touting his former rivals on Air Force One. Chuck and Nancy would like to see something happen, and so do I. Republicans had wanted a longer deal on the debt limit, 18 months to take the divisive issue off the table for the midterm elections in November. But Democrats refused. Multiple sources familiar with the exchange say at one point, the president cut off his own Treasury secretary, who argued for a longer timeline. Frustration mounted for GOP officials when the president called his daughter Ivanka in the room to discuss her key issue, child care tax credits. A top congressional source says Republican lawmakers ultimately felt blindsided by the deal. So sticking with the kind of the same theme here uh, with the hurricane, not only has Donald Trump been responding, doing things with FEMA that he's supposed to do and all of that, but you also have to fund this. And these agencies basically need to get money. Um, 
So it had to go through Congress, uh, which you think wouldn't be a very big political issue or anything that could be politicized, but of course it always is. Except Republicans can't (laughs) govern for some reason, and so, you know, (laughs) things got... I don't think that's... Things got hairy again. Yeah, we can argue about who can govern better. I think that if you look at a lot of the states that are long-held democratic places, you're going to see that they're poorly governed. To debate who governs better... One party would actually have to do something when they're in power, and <laughs> right, we've like Barack Obama did a whole lot. We've yet to see. We've yet to see. Yeah, but Barack Obama didn't have the whole Congress. So, right. Well, the, and let's let's face it. This Congress is just like the Republicans, and they're going to get their comeuppance. And I guess we could we can kind of bring that into this here as they're well. Tank but basically, wakers. what happened? That's what right. They are. <laughs> So. <laughs> They're dickheads that didn't fucking do what they said they were doing the whole time. But basically what happened here was they Donald Trump has been aggravated by the Republican Congress. Um, and so whenever it came to getting the funding going for um, the hurricane relief and for Henry and then also for or Harvey and also for uh, Irma now, the Democrats came up and they said, well, we'll do it but you need to tack on um, a three-month extension on the debt ceiling, uh, which they do every time. Every time the debt ceiling, we know we have to raise it every single time, but every time they make a big deal out of it, what one of the parties decides to try to take it hostage, claim that they're not going to do it unless they get something else that they want. And so I guess the Republicans were trying to get it so that they would tack it on now and, and get it um, extended until after the midterms. That was their goal, mm. but they couldn't get that passed without Democrats. And the Democrats said, no, we're not going to do it. You're going to do it for three months, which effectively will put Chuck Schumer in the seat of power come December right. because he's going to be able to make all the rules when it comes to it. Or basically, they're going to have to come to him. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump said, I don't got time for this. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> and they just fucking said, pass it. And here we are. And conservatives were really pissed off. But conservative <laughs> yeah. have but conservatives have nobody to be pissed at but Republicans in Congress. Their in right. their inability to be able to govern when they have complete control of the government is the reason that Donald Trump and can they you blame Donald Trump? Don't. You can't blame Donald Trump. Like no, you need, he's got to get it you done. Need funding for this. Republicans aren't going to be able to get anything done. And you say that they don't, but even where they do, they don't. No. Don, Chuck no, Schumer. We've been talking sorry, about this Chuck for Schumer, a while. Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell, the two heads of their branches of government, came out and said. Wall funding? What wall funding? We're not doing that. <laughs> they can't work together. So what no, what choice does Donald Trump have but to go, dude, these guys are at least going to get me funding for this, so I really don't have a yeah. choice. I, and here's what sucks. It doesn't make any sense Here's to what me. sucks. Whether or not he thought it was a good deal for him, it was a horrible deal for him. Because if you think that the Democrats aren't going to threaten to shut down the government in December, you're insane. They have his balls of in their hand right now. So That's exactly what they're going to do. And it's, it's unfortunate because we know how this plays out. We shouldn't Government shouldn't be taking the people hostage, period. I don't care which party does it. It shouldn't happen. Agreed. Especially over... 
and this is something that Donald Trump kind of looked at and was like, why do we even vote on the fucking debt ceiling? Let's just get rid of it, which made fiscal conservatives scream in agony at the thought of the government being able to unlimitedly spend money. <laughs> but I get his point. His point is this is a hindrance. At this point, this has become just a political tool that takes the people it's hostage like the filibuster. and it's not worth it's it. It's exactly like the like filibuster. The filibuster. It was a great idea, but it's not its time because right now we're in crazy land. And but going back to the the problem that can, that Republicans have is, and you've heard me talk about this quite a bit. There is no Republican Party. So when they say Republicans have all the power, what are you talking about? There's like five different groups mm-hmm. of Republicans, and none of them have the power. And this is what happened during the Civil War, which is why we got Abraham Lincoln, which was a good thing. But regardless, there was. A, a system of government that was fractioning. And right now that's what we have with the Republicans. We've got the Tea Partiers who had a taste of power and have been losing it because they suck. And <laughs> they, for some reason, think that the entire country is conservative and they're not. <laughs> and get really surprised when everyone's not super conservative. Then I thought they were the going to show up with like wigs. Where, where's their long socks? <laughs> what happened? Right. Right. Not as many of you as you think. You got the establishment, which are a dying breed. You've got the libertarian faction who won't win on independence or libertarianism, so they pretend to be Republicans. And you've got uh, the New Age Republicans, who are the people like Marco Rubio, who are who socially align with the Democrats. So there's really four that I can think of now. I'm, I'm sure there might be another one mm. somewhere there. There's as many but Republicans as the there biggest... are genders these days. Like it's in... Yeah. <laughs> and then you have the anti-Trumpers. There is a fifth one, which you're going to see your Lindsey Graham and your, uh, what's his name, John McCain, and all the people he made fun of that just don't like this guy and just will say no to whatever he does. And... So there's really like five factions of Republicans. No one has the power. But the biggest thing that really that and you've seen Donald Trump recently come out and say, I don't care who you are. I don't care which party you are. If you claim that you're going to do something for the people, you have the the opportunity to do it and you don't. We need to vote you out of office. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously pointed directly towards the Republicans for saying for seven years, repeal and replace. It could be. All right, do it. Like we've talked about before, though, that could be really, really dangerous for him because if they because what they're doing and the idea there then would be to primary people like John McCain, primary people like Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell. And I think they're gone that the people. But the problem is a lot of those guys that are doing well in those primaries have never beaten a Democrat that they're running against in in those districts. So they so. Well, I don't know about that. What could very well happen and what I predict will happen is that Republicans will primary themselves out of a House of Government, probably the Senate, not the House. Um, and I think that the, that they'll yeah, I, I, I think they'll do the that House. on the failure of not getting Obamacare repealed. The failure, really? Well, more than that, if they can't get tax reform it, passed, or infrastructure, they deserve to be voted yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I would yeah. bet you that. By the end of the year, they don't have either infrastructure or tax reform done. They haven't repealed Obamacare, yeah. and now they start running their campaigns for next year. And there's no well, way that they should. Yeah. That, there's no way that they should be able to survive that politically. They may be. They may survive it, but it. I don't know. Well, let's, let's also remember that Donald Trump, while also saying, "Hey, you need to get this done." 
he did just completely fuck them up. Just completely fucked them. Like, he just gave... Like, he said, you need to get this done by December. By the way, I'm going to hand the keys to the shop over to Chuck Schumer real quick. Hope you guys can still get it done. Of course they won't. Chuck Schumer is going to say no to everything. He is going to take the government hostage for something. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be something. And he's going to say the only way that we pass... Anything, now, which they don't want the tax. There's one scenario. Do you think this scenario can play out? Because there's one scenario where I think that Trump, like if I'm just looking at this as an outsider and not not putting my dog in, in on any side of the fight, um, is there a way that Donald Trump could say, because there's a lot of people saying that Chuck Schumer is going to hold it hostage for the Dreamers. Is there a way that the that they can find common ground and say, if you want DACA to stand, then we want funding for the wall. Or is it, or does Chuck Schumer have enough leverage with, I don't have to do anything. I'll let the government shut down and then try to run an election after Republicans had all of the power and the government shut down. I think that, yeah, I think that in no way, shape or form are we getting any funding towards the wall. I don't think that will ever happen no. with the Democrats. I don't, signing I don't off think the it. Republicans will I think sign the off on thing, it. Like Mitch McConnell and, and, and uh, Paul Ryan have already said, no, like we're not interested in that. <laughs> those are the leaders. Yeah, of, I'm not really. The, those either. are the leaders of your party. I just don't see how yeah. I don't see how it ever happens. The only way again, like I and. I understand why conservatives are upset with Donald Trump for putting them in, in for doing this, but again, they only have themselves to blame because like I said, they they've mismanaged this opportunity so badly for an entire like it's fucking it's September 10th. Like it's a long time since they were elected. They knew going into it ever since November that this is the way things were going well, to be, and they, and they did, haven't they done did anything for Obama's entire well, no, they presidency. Did, they, did, uh, they had time to think yeah. about what they were going to do. Plain and simple. I can only imagine if the Democrats are also not planning. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That would be insane. You know that that's probably true, though. That's not going to happen. No. Oh, no, because the Democrats are consolidated. Like, they all – I think their ideas are terrible, but they all believe the same terrible ideas. They aren't factioned and fractioned like the Republicans are. They stand behind one leadership. It's like uh, for the Game of Thrones fans when King Robert says one army behind one cause and one people – that's that's how the Democrats are. It's not like that with the Republicans. Yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't, wasn't true in the, the most place. recent um, <laughs> in the most recent election. I mean, there was there was all kinds of Game of Thrones no. shit in the recent election. People were slaying <laughs> people and stabbing each other in the back all over the fucking place. So right. Well, like I said, the the, the DNC just. They they ran away from the people, and but doing that, you're not. Let me say, we live in a democracy. Let me say too like do that well. because of because we used the analogy that there could come a time where this show just becomes a podcast about Game of Thrones. Like we could completely <laughs> just say fuck the whole politics thing because now that right. I am reading the books and Frank is also reading the books and you are rereading the books, like holy shit, like this. Right. Oh. <laughs> It's so much better than is it the the, oh. the at the start of the or at the end of the last episode. I was just getting ready to start reading, and and I started the the day after we finished recording that episode. I'm 45 chapters in now to the first book, and oh my god, 
every scene is better than every scene <laughs> in season one of the show. Like it's just it's just great. Yep. I love it. So anyway, that's a little side tangent. We won't go off into a Game of Thrones thing this week, but <laughs> holy crap, what? But we easily yeah, could. Yeah, what a what an amazing <laughs> like what a great story. Yeah, um, it's it's very very but, entertaining. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, I could go on forever about right. that. But going, bringing back into it, I think there's only one thing that the conservatives can do to save their lives right now, and that is get rid of the filibuster. You're gonna have to do it. And you're gonna have to do it yesterday. Mm. Otherwise, you're not getting anything done. You need to take that away from Chucky Schumer and say, nope, we don't need it. Now, I don't know if people have been following it because I don't think we've really covered it. But there is a uh, Democratic senator, I believe, from Massachusetts. Oh no, no, no. It's from. Um, we're uh, Chris Christie's uh, area, um, New Jersey, and he's been brought up on corruption charges, and he's his trial is going on now. And if he's found guilty, they're going to have to hold a special election. Chris Christie is said to be able to put – basically have the power to put in a Republican uh, senator, adding one more to the, to the, the count there. Mm-hmm. If they get rid – of the which is it seems very plausible it sounds like it's a slam dunk that this guy did a fucking a bunch of corrupt shit and they're gonna catch him so if that happens and if they get rid of the filibuster uh rules now you can actually do something again you're still working against yourself because it's hard to get all the republicans to to go on board with something right and you still have to have a bill, but I think that's the only way they get out of it. And honestly, and that's why you see Donald Trump pushing that because he's saying, like, yeah, I have to fund this. I have to to help the people. They are dying in multiple states. I have to have the money to help them. You can help yourself by getting rid of these rules. But again, they're so timid and scared to do it. And yeah, it's, it's not going to – otherwise, they're just going to be fucked. I mean, it could <laughs> – and, and you bet your ass they're going to be voted out of office. I understand. You know? I understand your point. I don't like the idea – here's here's where I'm – where it makes me sad for our government, that we've gotten to a point where the, the conversation has to be, should we keep the filibuster? Because the filibuster is historically – and, and what it was meant for is a really good thing. It's a very good check and balance um, – yeah. But I naturally have never liked it, but I get why. It's but there. dude, tell me, go watch Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Tell me that is not the, yeah, the yeah, greatest yeah. filibuster in cinema history. Um, Acting. <laughs> wait, you mean Jimmy Stewart wasn't a politician? No way. Um, Apparently not. I'm so distraught. But, you know, so I don't know. It just it sucks when the, like the government has broken down that much. Um but to be fair, they've been broken down like that for a yeah, while. Yeah, I know like, it's you know what I mean. No, I get it, but um, but so I don't know. It could also go the other way though, and they could do it, and then they could be painted as they could be painted as the bad guy, and even by themselves, like it's not Democrats. There's, you, yeah, there's it, no scenario where they're not the bad right, guys. Well, they 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 completely lied to to conservatives and said that they've been working on these things, and they haven't. Right. Like, like to me, the biggest thing, and it's not set in stone yet, but the, the the rumors that I'm hearing and the articles that I'm reading are saying they don't have a tax plan, which I find very hard to believe because I know that Paul Ryan, I've read his tax plan. So, but apparently no one's on board for that or enough people are not on board with it to make it a law. Mm-hmm. So if they don't actually have something, 
the problem I have with Paul Ryan, because I was a big Paul Ryan fan for a, a long time, as you know. I've talked to you about him quite a bit. And I know nothing. showed you a bunch of stuff with him. and <laughs> This never happened. I've read, uh, I've read his books, and you know, I've seen his policy. The problem I have with him in a leadership position is that he kind of doesn't give a shit. Like, if someone comes up and they say, hey, no one likes this idea, he goes, yeah, but it's the best idea. So we're going to do it. And then he can't get it done because no one fucking likes it. And he doesn't seem to be able to comprehend that. I will say, though, and, in, to his defense, when somebody comes up to him and is like, hey, what do you think about the Ku Klux Klan? He's like, no. <laughs> so, you know, he's got right. that going. Well, he jumped a little too quickly. Yeah, he was like, nope. Uh, Antifa is great. We love them. They're wonderful patriots. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're just talking out your ass because you're a shitty politician. Right. Well, no, we love them. Neo-Nazis are bad. Duh, neo-Nazis are fucking bad. <laughs> like, so I don't like I don't like him. Um, again, as much as I if like the Nikki rumors, Haley, she's another if one If the like rumors that. are true, though, he walks around the halls of Congress listening to Rage Against the Machine in his headphones. So it, so it would make <laughs> sense for him to be, um, to be partial towards Antifa if that is the case. <laughs> if the rumors are true, I'm, you know. Right. Secretly listening to everything that Bannon's saying. Like, yes, make We it just happen. got branded fake but, news, no. son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, going back to the whole thing, I think that, yeah, I don't think any of the blame is placed on Donald Trump. I don't. And I know that I'm a Donald Trump fan, and I voted for him. Um, fanboy, and, fanboy. And all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really don't think that anyone can attribute anything going on to Donald Trump. He had to fund that. He no, yeah, that he was the did. Condition. The, he did. The Democrats but I, made it. But yeah, no, it it. I would agree with you. This is not Donald Trump's fault, and it's also not the the Democrats' fault. Because if you've got an opportunity to grab your opponent by the balls and just hold on, that's what you do. This is the fault of the Republican mm. par- party that couldn't yeah, work with sleazy. their president. Yeah, I mean it's still sleazy when it's like, hey. Uh, I need to go run into that building and save people. Yeah, but you need to write me a check or I won't let you in. What the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, it's still sleazy to do it. I get like, it. There's no way around but it. You could say but, that, but like they're little, they're little fingering it, right? Like that's what they're, they're yeah, I'm, what they're doing. It makes sense. I get it, but it's still sleazy. So, and the Republicans are just circle jerking so much that they it's can't fucking so, even comprehend. It's gonna be so unfortunate for our listeners that don't know anything about Game of Thrones because now there are going to be so many <laughs> damn references to that. <laughs> um, anyway. I purposely don't read it. It makes me smart. <laughs> 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 program known as DACA that was effectuated under the Obama administration is being rescinded. The DACA program was implemented in 2012 and essentially provided a legal status for recipients for a renewable two-year term, worker authorization, and other benefits, including participation in the Social Security program uh, to 800,000 mostly adult illegal aliens. The policy was implemented unilaterally to great controversy and legal concern after Congress rejected legislative proposals to extend similar benefits on numerous occasions to this same group of illegal aliens. In other words, the executive branch, through DACA, deliberately sought to achieve what the legislative branch specifically 
refused to authorize on multiple occasions. Such an open-ended circumvention of immigration laws was an unconstitutional exercise of authority by the executive branch. All right. So, in other Trump-related news, um, <laughs> what... I don't know. I don't. Was it this week or was it last week? I know we had the week off, um, but he, yeah. but Donald Trump rescinded the DACA. The I think it was dr- early this week. The, I think Monday. The Dreamers Act. Um, that I guess was an executive order, right? The that Barack Obama signed. Yeah, it wasn't really a. Yeah, it wasn't really an act. You know, it was kind of a so and what exec yeah executive and order. basically what that was was the bill that or the order that allowed um, children of illegal immigrants that had been brought into the country to stay in the country and I guess did it grant a pathway to citizen citizenship or did it not like um i don't think so i think that all it did i think basically what it did was just said that hey if you were brought here as a child um you know and you've spent a certain amount of time in the in the country and this is your country that come out of the shadows register and you will be allowed to work and basically or go to school and be you know applicable to um i guess scholarships or things like that so that you can be able to go to school and do things, mm-hmm. uh, which again, sounds really, really good. Uh, I have a, a pretty big problem with everything about everything. <laughs> so, um, I, the thing with Donald Trump in this, in this thing, um, is that I, I think that we should have DACA, um, as a bill. I do. I don't think that it should have been an executive order, especially since whenever in Barack Obama's tenure, they tried passing this like three times. We're really testing it your failed. conservatism now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, well, this is the one of the problems with one of the great things in, in problems about being a Republican is there is a, a great diversity of ideas. The problem with that is that it's not good when you're trying to consolidate power and make these things happen. The Democrats just they, they all fall in line. They've got they've got their platform and they basically more or less stick to it. Republicans, we have very differing ideas. The problem is that, you know, like I said, when you try to put that into action, you need everyone's vote. Right. And they're mad at you for not thinking like them. So, right. <laughs> so I th- I like the idea of it because I'm one of those people like Marco Rubio and John that McCain. That came here illegally as a who- child. That's right. No, I got my green card. Everyone saw it. But, <laughs> but um, I believe that, you know, if you've been here for a certain amount of time, that it doesn't make sense. And you're a productive member of society. Like it, the in the executive order, it states you can't have um, any type of record, which I don't believe. To to be fair, I don't believe that. They, they came out and they said like, oh, eight. 800,000 people are on it, and they don't have even a parking ticket. Bullshit. Everyone's got a parking ticket. I'm sorry. I just don't buy it. <laughs> right. But whatever. They want to they say it, so they're going to say it. But um, I believe that. I just don't think that that should have been an executive order. And the whole point of um, – now, I haven't looked super heavily into it and even really figured out why the fuck he was able to do it because it sounds like – the thing you hear Republicans say is – it was a abuse of executive power. Well, then why the fuck could he do it? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't there be something to stop him from doing it? You know what I right. mean? Like, I don't understand how it even became 
law as an executive order if he's not allowed to do it. The only thing I can think of is that the president does have a lot of power when it comes to the border, uh, which is why we saw when it came to Donald Trump's border uh, executive orders, people were like, oh, he can't do that. Well, yes, he can. He totally can. So I'm guessing it's something like that where it has to do with, you know, who you can claim as a citizen actually does fall within the president's power. Hmm. Uh, but I still think that if you're going to make it a law like that, something that is encompassing this, it needs. I think that it needs to go through Congress. So you think that and he did I, a good thing by rescinding? Because that's basically what he said. I mean, I'm pretty positive yeah, that the bullet exactly points what he said. weren't. Oh, we're gonna get rid of it. It was we're gonna get we're gonna phase it out over a six month period, and we're going to tell Congress that they need to fix it. And yeah, according to uh, fucking Bernie Sanders. Now this could also President Trump came This out. could also be another bad <laughs> setup for Republicans because if they don't fix it, then they just get painted as the people that never wanted to fix it anyway. Well, they don't want to fix. Well, again. To, this is health care. And, and we've seen this for a long time, ever since the Gang of Eight, which included Marco Rubio and John McCain, and amongst a few others. But there is a deep divide within the Republican Party of what to do with these guys. There are the people who I know who are very Tea Party-ish. And in my opinion, you, you know I hate when they throw around the racist thing. Mm. Like, I don't like it. I feel like it's a little bit racist when they say it, even though they, even though there's nothing else for it. Every when time they that they bring it up, what? they say no. They say you need to get out of them. You're illegal. We don't want you. We get get out. And I get that. I get the yes, nation of laws and all that. You know my personal feelings with laws. Fuck the stupid ones. Right. Don't follow those laws because they're fucking dumb. So. And to me, this is one of those, like when they say, but they believe that, no, we need to deport every single illegal, even though that would cost so much money. It would be ridiculous. <laughs> right. So, you know, but that's what they believe. And again, they have the law on their side saying, yes, these guys are illegal. So, but I am one of them who like the gang of eight, who thinks that these people just should, I don't, I don't know if deserve is the right word, but I think we should let them stay. And, you know, with, uh, Donald Trump, he said the same thing. He said, listen, you know, I've got my own feelings on this. I'm going to resend this, but I'm not going to do it immediately. I'm going to give you six months for Congress to go to fix it. And if they don't fix it within six months, I, I'm willing to revisit it. And, and that came right down to Nancy Pelosi. He went to Nancy Pelosi, said, this is what I'm going to do. And she said, you need to reassure the people of DACA that – this isn't going this isn't going to just throw them out on this out of the country immediately and that's when he went to twitter and said you know i'm going to revisit it i'm giving 6 months so he really worked with nancy pelosi there it sounds like he's sure doing a lot more that. working with democrats than he is republicans as of late he's got to get something done and they're consolidated they may only be you know uh 48 votes or whatever but you know they that's still a decent amount of people. He's going to get some some Republicans that agree with the Democrats, mm -hmm. and that's probably your best way forward. Like I said, they're consolidated. Yeah, and let's let's all remember we've said multiple times on this show Donald Trump's a fucking Democrat. Right. Well, and <laughs> like, I was just thinking that he's always been as, a Democrat. As we were saying it, I was thinking, man, it's unfortunate that we didn't have a show last year because 
last year <laughs> I was laughing at Republicans before the outcome of the election saying like you do realize that by electing this guy you are still electing a, a Democrat whether it's Hillary Clinton or whether it's right. Donald Trump like this guy isn't a conservative this guy there's a reason no. that Ted Cruz Republicans don't like him because he's not conservative so Right. If they wanted a conservative, they could have gone with Ted Cruz or they could have gone with you know, a number or Jeb Bush or even a more libertarian with uh, Rand Paul. But they wanted some guy to stick it to the establishment. Mm-hmm. And that's what Donald Trump did. And a lot of his views are Republican. It's just he's willing to make a deal. He's willing to. And he, he does come with a lot of. I know. But uh, again, con- I don't or liberal values. I as don't well. think these are good deals because I think not from his perspective. I think I don't think that they're necessarily bad deals. For the country, but I think in, yeah. in the for well, that was always his position accomplishment as far as coming from what he needs to do for to write his own story here in history is like I don't think these because he's because these deals that he's made while they may not be the worst thing in the world for the country are not good for what he told his base because he is now working with Nancy Pelosi with Chuck Schumer because mm-hmm. he can't work with his own party because the party as you've already mentioned is so fractured that you can't work with them um there's too many I still think that people fundamentally don't understand his base they don't give a shit his base doesn't care. They like Donald oh, Trump. Oh, I disagree with they you. Like- I have a feeling his base is it does very it cares very much whether Chuck Schumer and I Nancy don't. Pelosi get their way. Well, that yes and no. I think that when it comes to making a deal and doing doing certain things, no, I don't think that con- the conservatives and in general if, it, if like our DACA. if our pre- predictions come true and if the if the Democrats end up taking him hostage over the deals he's made with them, that they are absolutely bad deals from his perspective. Um, well, like I said, that's why he's pushing them to, to get rid of the filibuster so they can't be held hostage. So he still gets his way. He still makes a deal. But with I don't them. think he you're going to get the, the establishment, establishment Republicans on board. And unless they actually no, do it, it's all, all Mitch go- McConnell, it has to be, yeah, it has to be Mitch McConnell. And he's already said he won't do right. it. So you, He's pushing for them to do it, and they should do it, in my opinion, but I don't think Mitch McConnell will ever be convinced because he's a fucking little turtle bitch who's scared of everything and <laughs> can't seize power when he's got it. So, again, he deserves to, to get out of there. You know, he almost lost to uh, that one lady who, uh, you know, went against him. I know, obviously, he's not up for re-election now. Mm. I don't think that the, the Democrats are walking away with any branch of government. I just don't. Obviously, they're not going to get the presidency. I don't think that the, there's obviously a lot more Democrats up for re-election than Republicans. And You're I, talking I about midterms, see... right? I'm talking about midterms. Okay. Coming I was going to say, like, it's a little bit too early to predict the next presidential election. You can go ahead. No. But I have sound bites <laughs> now, so I, I yeah. don't know that I would. Yeah. I still would like Donald Trump to to win re-election. I'm not going to venture far enough to say that he will. I would like him to, but also I haven't seen the roster. I don't know who's going to run against you him. You also haven't seen the record like because else. we're only 10 months into this. So, Right. Yeah. Right now I love his record. I, I think that you if you're going to judge Donald Trump by what Congress has done, he's going to get a bad rating. But that goes again with Barack Obama. I think people unfairly tried to judge Barack Obama 
based on what Congress did, and that's that wasn't what that's not his the his difference thing, you know? though. It came yeah, down but to, the difference though is that Barack Obama did what most presidents do, and he got out there and at least pitched on behalf of Congress and said now Barack Obama to, constantly was being told was being accused of overreach. Constantly. Right? No, I get that. That's fine. Really, but the different what I'm saying is like. Healthcare maybe could have passed if Donald Trump had gone out on, gone out and done his campaign rallies and said, "Hey, call your congressmen and tell them to vote for this." Like there is, he there did. is something. He was still he, going out there. Yeah, he did it. for the last six days before the bail before the bill yeah. failed. Like he needed to be doing that, and he doesn't do that. So there is a little bit to be said that if. If look, if the government that is completely controlled by one party can't get something done, that is a statement on that party. Well, like I said, I think the statement is it is no statement to be made. There is no Republican Party. You're going to hear me say that a million times in the next year and a half. Like there just there isn't. It, it's nice that everyone's got a red next to their name with a little R by it, but it's not really true. Right. There's multiple factions within this party. There is no real Republican Party, yeah. uh, and that's why we're seeing this happen. So you basically have to get people – you're going to have to vote them out. <laughs> the problem is is that these people that are in office are so in office for a reason. Think, it's because they represent that area. So do you so think people like John McCain. Congress will get DACA fixed? No, not at all. I don't think Congress is getting anything done anytime soon, period. If they can't get uh, – the only thing that I think that they might possibly get done is tax reform. And if you cannot get tax reform done with a majority Republican Congress, regardless of the faction, we, almost everyone besides libertarians who are fucking dumb like Ron Paul that want to get rid of the federal income tax, 45% of the America's fucking revenue, stupid. Mm. Other than them, everyone else agrees that on the Republican plan for, for tax, tax reform on the most part. Even Democrats do. The – the you know Clintons and things like that, the people that are pro business, all agree on this. If you can't get that passed, then you're not going to get anything passed, and it's going to be obstruction all over again. It's going to be terrible. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, if that, if Congress if if that proves true and Congress doesn't get anything done, do you predict that Trump just gets rid of DACA, or does it just go right back into effect? Uh, I would think that he will keep it. Yeah. Uh, but and again, I'm going to be co- completely crystal clear on my thoughts here. They're not passing DACA the, with Republican help. This is health care to Republicans. They are 50-50 split. Right. You're not going to get all of them on right. this. Right. No, I half get of them that. Hate it, so half of them that love it. But that's that's the question yeah. then is what happens then. And I think he'll revisit it, and I think that he personally – uh, will unless they convince him that it's it's outside of the realm of his power and he I think th- I think that I will hurt will. his base and I I know you say that his base doesn't give a shit but I at, like that was yeah that plays bigger than the wall does like it's easy to blame the Democrats <laughs> for the wall not happening but if the president right the, who who gave all the hard talk on all of the and the the toughen the toughening of immigration and all of this stuff. If this guy is the one who comes out and shows a soft spot and says, "Okay, we'll let him stay," then that's going to be well, that's going to be perceived at, by his base as that, like you straight up lied, like you straight up no, lied. Still, so yeah, see, I don't I don't think so at all. We've already seen this. Whenever he, at first it was, you know, you got to get him out and the, all the the hard talk. And then as soon as he became president, he said, listen, we're going to crack down on immigration, but we're going to crack down on the, the gang members. If you are a productive member of society, you have nothing to worry about. He's already come out and said this. Yeah. 
And what, what we saw is that illegal immigration plummeted and they are by the thousands, uh, you know, getting people out of the country. So I don't think it's going to hurt him with the, the pro anti or the anti-immigration people at all, because he's making good on his word. He's just also has come out on record saying, if you're a productive member of society, you don't have anything to worry about. Yeah. So it, it in essentially, you know, the Democrats are going to try to paint it out. He's I against his word two, and all that. But yeah, I think I those are think two so. contradicting thoughts, though. And I don't know that the that the people that share either of those thoughts agree with the other thought. So, no, and that's the problem again when it comes to conservatives. Is there's so many different thoughts that you just you don't know what what they're going to do. But all I know is that looking at the polls right now. Uh, he's got like an 80 to 85% approval rating between, with Republicans. I think he's doing just fine. The polls are fake, so. If I was a player, there is no way on God's green earth that I would bring down the sport which has enriched me. Okay. Ever. Well, Never. I wouldn't even touch it with a 10-foot pole. Okay, well, as an American citizen. I am an American e- citizen. Each one of those... People have the ability to be able to do that. Okay. They have the ability and the right to protest. Okay. I personally wouldn't use the national anthem. Mm. I'm okay. a guy. I played in the National Football okay. League for 16 years. I've covered it the last 16 years as a broadcaster. I've never had a real job. So the National Football League, it's meant a lot to me. So I believe that my opinion is a very, very strong one based on, man, these people have paid me a lot of money, but I still have a right as a citizen that supersedes All right, and what we will, uh, I guess what we'll go ahead and finish up the week with now is, uh, I guess it's political, a little bit, little bit on the pop culture side, side too, and then entertainment, whatever, um, but it is the first weekend of football, right? And Oh, yeah, I'm losing in my league already. See, that's because you suck. When you, <laughs> it's a common theme um, between Mitch's leagues that you suck in mine and you suck in that one too. I know you're the reigning oh, champ. Oh, I'm awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> not in my league. No, I, not in my league. Not, no. not in hockey, bro. Um, no, I, I don't think uh, auto draft champs it probably isn't going to happen right. anytime soon in hockey. Yeah, I don't know. But in football, I normally can put it away. But this week, the Chiefs went crazy, and I got decimated. So, no good. Don't you have an asterisk next God. to that championship, though, or something? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just according to Bill. Right. <laughs> um, no, I'm just I'm teasing. So, anyway, with, obviously, football starting this week, um, I've got to, we've got to talk a little bit, and I've wanted to do this for a couple of weeks, and so we just haven't we haven't gotten around to it. But Colin Kaepernick takes a knee during the freaking national anthem, He's doing it for two years, and the entire world's mind explodes, and the NFL loses ton of yeah. tons of money, and people go cry in their little snowflake trigger corners or something. I don't yeah, people know. People are really upset about this. <laughs> yeah, and to me... And they have been for, me, a, for a long time. It just doesn't make any damn sense. Like, it's such a petty thing to be mad about. A, he has the freedom to take a knee. That's fine. If you don't like it, he does. suck it up. Like, that. who cares? Well... That, I just don't I don't understand this crazy crazy response where I'm listening to like people on Fox radio that are nationally syndicated Brian Kilmeade I love this dude's show but there was there was an episode a couple weeks ago where the entire three hours or four hours or whatever the show is was all about Colin Kaepernick's damn knee like 
I don't care. <laughs> it's such a petty thing to be mad about. This idea that like I'm not gonna watch, I'm not gonna subscribe to the NFL Network, or I'm not gonna watch the NFL anymore because one guy has an opinion that's different than mine. You're a pussy. See, really, <laughs> what people don't realize about Colin Kaepernick is, he, in a way, he's kind of brilliant. He's he's been doing this long play. Everyone knows that he is big time into Daenerys, and he's been doing the long con by bending the knee for over a year and a half trying to win her heart so that's really what he's trying to do is just get in with the dragon queen what are you no, talking he's doing about it all. <laughs> this is like, what is happening <laughs> <laughs> no but colin kaepernick is first off he's a here's my thoughts on this because it's gonna go a little bit into where um where it's been for the past year and a half <sighs> I don't give a shit that he's bending his knee and, and sitting down and sitting out. I think that it's a stupid ploy of his because he's not very good. And I think that he, he knew he was on the end of his career and he was on the way out. He wasn't performing well and he just decided to, to do this. And I, in my opinion, it was for publicity and it totally worked. The problem is, is that the NFL is in a really shitty spot because they don't know what to do because they can't tell him he can't do it. He has the right to do it. Right. People also have the right to not like it and not watch football, which right. is what they've been doing. But it's such a stupid and reaction. That's all I'm saying. It doesn't like, matter. They, absol- yeah, it doesn't- they absolutely have the right to do that. But what I'm going to tell you is if you're that mad about it, you're dumb. Like, you're dumb. <laughs> so that, it's such a dumb. People have the right to be. You have the right to be mad about it. I'm not going to tell you don't feel yeah. that way. I'm just going to tell you that that's a dumb way to feel. Like, who cares? Right. Well, you, like I said, you can feel that they're dumb. I, I personally just think that it's it's you're in a spot where you can't. You're the NFL can't win either way. Like to me, they're gonna. I personally would just have the pledge of allegiance. And then bring the the players out onto the field, and you don't even have to worry about it. Yeah, because everyone else is going to stand up. Everyone who's in the stadium is going to stand up and cross their heart and do kind of what we're taught to do. I'm that guy. I stand up. I stand up at home. I fucking sit there off like get off off my ass off my couch and cross my heart whenever it's playing. See how many how many do gooders that just got mad at me about saying that you're dumb for feeling that way (laughs) stand up in their living room, put their peanuts down for a second before every Cardinals game. (laughs) You're full of shit, Mitch is better than you. Um (laughs) So. (laughs) So that but that's me. That's what I do. But at the same time, I totally get that. You know, whatever that you don't have to do that. Now, I think it's super disrespectful, but I also, you know, my thoughts. I also, but brutality and things like that. My personal feeling on that is not disrespectful. Um, I don't think it's disrespectful to a exercise a right, whether or not I disagree with it. Look, if I'm going to have to come on here and explain to you why the Klan should be allowed to be in the street in right in uh, Charlottesville, then. Like you have All I heard to, is you love the clan. You have to <laughs> right. You have to then also come on here and say, Yeah, Colin Kaepernick absolutely has the right to say something that's way less controversial than that and feel that way. And you can debate whether his point is valid or not. Um but the idea that he's being disrespectful by exercising a right to, yeah. to me, just doesn't. You have the right make... to be disrespectful. He can still be disrespectful and be exercising his right. To me, it is disrespectful. He's not like pissing um, on I... the flag. He's not burning a flag on the field. Like he's yeah, literally you have just the right to do that. He's taking a also, knee. Apparently. 
So yeah, it, to me, it's not disrespect. I don't know. I just don't. No. I also it, it though. Is, I you I, know my you know my personal feeling on the flag in the first place. Like I I don't understand because when we say honor, we mean worship. Like let's be let's be real. Um, and I don't worship. I don't understand worshiping <laughs> a piece of cloth. Like I respect my country. I'm patriotic about my country. Yeah. But a flag to me is. It, it, I understand what it represents. It represents my country, right. which is awesome, as I've already described. But that itself is just a piece of cloth that represents something that's awesome. So to me, pledging my allegiance to a piece of cloth is goofy anyway. Like, no, I pledge you're allegiance. You're not pledging your allegiance to the cloth. You're pledging allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Right. So I'm. Yeah, but I'm pledging and to the republic for which it stands. I'm I'm pledging to a country, right? I'm patriotic about the country. Right. The country is great. The flag is cloth. See, to, to me, it comes down to, and you hear this a lot when you're talking about uh, argument of authority. That's semantics, so, by the way, for anybody that was confused. Um, of course, it was, but, but when it, to me, it comes down to argument of authority. It's kind of like when you place your hand over the Bible. I don't give a shit because I don't believe in the authority by which you are putting in that Bible. So if I put my hand on it, it doesn't matter to me. The difference is I do believe in the authority of that flag, that it, what it represents. I do believe that. So, you yes, don't have to believe but that. Again, Nobody you, has to. But again, it's what it represents. It's not the flag. The flag doesn't arrest you. The flag doesn't do anything to you. <laughs> the people that the people that that fly that flag do. So it's what it represents. It's yeah. not the flag itself. Exactly. And I think it is disrespectful whenever you when you don't stand and, and cross your heart for it. I think it's disrespectful, but you have the right to do it. You're also though and not again, you're also not though uh, a black guy who has been who's lived in communities like Ferguson. Um, and I don't know that Colin yeah. Kaepernick is, but I know that that's his. Yeah, let's say let's not, not not pull any punches here. He's a millionaire, right? So no, no, no. Way better I, lives than no, we no, are. no. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that that's that's the that's who he's speaking for by doing that. And well, without week, ever yeah. having experience in that, then I, you know, I don't know. Does he have a point or not? That's debatable. Yeah. But so it, this is going to be kind of a a, a two parter here because also we have what's happened with Marcellus Bennett. Uh, which has been massive, uh, which I don't know if you're if you know about this, Mm-mm. but basically um, Mayweather McGregor fight goes down. Um, Marcellus Bennett, uh, who is a professional football player, was at an after party and there was some sort of shooting or something and everyone goes crazy. Everyone's running for their lives you know, as you do whenever bullets start flying, Mm -hmm. he apparently hides behind like a a pinball machine or something in a club. Police show up. Everyone's running. He takes off. Also, somehow the cops get it. Think that he's the suspect. So they chase him down. They claim he was running from police officers. They arrest him. And he claims that they used excessive force, that they held a gun to the back of his head. Um, And, he said that basically the only reason why they arrested him was because he was black. And once they found out that he was Marcellus Bennett, a professional football player, multimillionaire, then they let him go. They were like, oh, shit, no, sorry. Uh, but before then, when he was, they thought he was just a black guy, they were treating him very poorly and, and all of this. So the police department released a whole bunch of uh, dash cam footage or body cam footage. But um, curiously, they didn't release the footage from the guy who made the arrest, the one that he said put the gun but to his head and other things. 
they claimed that um, he just wasn't using that. Or I guess he, he either didn't have a body cam or didn't have it turned on. We've heard that before. Yeah, we hear that. <laughs> we hear that every time some black guy ends up dead. So, exactly. So they released other body cam footage, and if you watch the footage, it looks it pretty much sounds like what he was saying happened. You see them coming into the, the place. You see people just running everywhere in every direction. Some people are hiding. Some people are running. Um, and then later you see him on the ground. It does look like there might be a gun pointed to his head, but it's kind of hard to see. And then the guy moves from that angle. But so he has been a big – he has made a big deal about, you know, I'm going to be sitting down as well until this is – until – you know, I feel safe again because, yeah, I'm Marcellus Bennett and I make a lot of money. But as soon as I get, take off my jersey, I'm just another black guy. Yeah. And the NFL has stood 100% behind him because the police department went hard. They were like, no, he should be dropped and all this stuff. And they were like, yeah, no, we believe him. And Damn. there you saw a bunch of his teammates. Yeah, this this happened just recently, obviously. So is that so, going to make all of the... Um, conservative of course not. football watching snow they're not snowflakes. conservative it's not all uh, conservatives no but okay that's fine the hardcore nfl fan is that gonna make yeah. the, those snowflakes now stop watching his games or watching the nfl because the nfl stood behind somebody that made a claim i think if, if you yeah because i think already we saw a bunch of people that i saw a bunch of conservative places and i i, I like um i always forget his stupid fucking name He's not Milo Yiannopoulos, the other one that I like that's not Ben Shapiro. Asshole. Ben Shapiro. I like him quite a bit, but he even but I can't I remember he put his out name. something. I, I never can. But he even put something out that was like proof that Marcellus Bennett ran. And it's like, well, no fucking shit. They're shooting people. Right. You run when that happens. And, yeah, and, of course, it wasn't conclusive evidence See, at all. I told so you. people who come in I, that's with what, that the last time, notion. The last time we brought up Ben Shapiro's name, I said he posts yeah. too many gotcha articles. That was what I was talking about. Yeah. The, the problem bullshit. we have, though, is that that's it's my, not. That's Milo it's shit. Not, yeah, yes and no. Milo would be like, oh, my God, and then he'd say something fucking horrible. Right. And, you know, be like, what, what, me? I didn't do anything, me? And it's like, yeah, dude, you're a dick. But Ben Shapiro doesn't normally do that. But, again, he, he, did the, and he did do that thing. And I think that a lot of conservatives, unfortunately, stand behind the thin blue line and all that. But that's why this is so, so much of a big issue, too, is that it's not just a race thing. It's a police thing, mm-hmm. and not just conservatives. There are Democrats as well. I know a, a, quite a few of them also. Who it seems like if you have a family member that's a police officer, you just stand behind that and you say no. Everything they're saying is fucking wrong. Unless and you're I me, I know because <laughs> right, right. Brandon Rebel without a cause. Or maybe you <laughs> right. do have a cause. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But again, so it's not just that. Like I know that a lot of people want to say, "Oh, if you don't like Colin Kaepernick, you're a racist." No, Colin Kaepernick is a fucking dumbass, and he's fucking terrible at his job. And I just don't fucking like that guy. But do I believe in in some of the things that he says? Yeah, when he comes out to say it, wearing a bunch of t-shirts with other dictators that he doesn't seem to realize the irony for. Yeah, I got a problem with that. <laughs> right. This guy's obviously not not smart enough to realize that he's contradicting himself. Right. So I don't think that he's he should be any type of martyr or leader for any type of cause. I agree with you, but right. I also think though that the complete unbelievable overreaction to where you would stop watching a sport that you love. It's America's pastime. Like well, there's a lot of well, no, 
Well, first one's baseball. Oh, <laughs> whatever. I don't like either of those sports, so of course I would get those right. confused. But right. But regardless, and let the problem with the NFL is that they've been doing it. There's a lot going on with the NFL, so it's not just the people protesting. It's also the the rules. They're changing the rules so that you can't uh, showboat. You get penalized for showboating, which a lot of people like. They like it to, you know, you come up, you start shit-talking the other guy. People like that. You are now penalized for that. Like I just saw earlier in the game today, he came up and he started mouthing off to, to another player. And they fucking took it back 15 yards. <laughs> like, yeah, that's dumb. And fans don't fucking like that. Yeah. They get pissed. That's dumb. And then the whole thing with the, it's one with thing, the head injuries. It's one thing for hockey to be like, guys, don't fist fight. Like, okay, that's fair. But yeah, you, and then no one does it, right? But well, no, they do. I mean, if you look at if you look at you don't see like the old fights. No, yeah. you don't see like hockey in the nineties. Tony Twist. When I, yeah, when I was growing up, those guys <laughs> like that's all they did. They just hired thugs and put them on skates, and then those guys just like bar fucking like they enforcers. had like had bar fights on the fucking ice every night. So yeah, right. throwing sticks and benches and shit like that was. <laughs> that was a different time, and I'm glad that it's like that. But I do agree that like that stuff, showboating and stuff, that's that's dumb. It's like saying don't celebrate. What? Right? Why? Exactly. Well, now also they have the rule where if you get tapped in the head or if it looks like you would hit in the head at all, you're mandatory out. You get out. And some dudes are like, dude, I'm good, and they're like, well, concussion protocol. And but that's also because there's a fuck ton of evidence that the NFL has been trying to hide for years that basically everyone's got fucking brain damage. But again, it's like joining the army and being like, what, people are shooting at me? Yeah, no shit, you're going to get brain damage. You're slamming your head into people f- right. like, for your entire career. Of course you're going to probably get some brain damage at some point. That comes with the job. Yeah. Um, so I, and so for, uh, to, for me, that's one of the reasons why, and I'm not a big, as much as I talk about football and I watch football, I'm not big into it. Like I don't know all the names. I don't know all the players. I don't watch full games usually, but... I still like that. And it's the same thing with MMA and mixed martial arts and stuff. If it's a hug match, I don't fucking care. I want to see a brawl. Same with, with football. I want to see him heavy hitters. I want to see showboating. I want to see people making fun of the other team. I like that shit. Mm. And it seems like it's just kind of neutered. So there's a lot of reasons why the NFL viewership is, is gone down. Yeah. Uh, but when you pull people, apparently, God damn it, popping peas over here and <laughs> peeking. But when you poll people we'll fix it they tend to say that (laughs) we'll do it live but they tend to say that it's the the taking the knee that is pissed them off and again they're allowed to be pissed off about it like to me i find it very very disrespectful i get what he's trying to do i think he's a jackass so it's not helping his cause and i think if it was somebody like i think you're gonna get more out of marcellus bennett than with colin kaepernick right marcellus bennett is respected and he's got a story that's documented and that he can push more than Colin Kaepernick just being like they hate me because I'm black no you, you're fucking bad <laughs> we don't we don't like you because you're bad right like you know so yeah no I don't that, I don't totally the, two different I things I don't really like I don't know anything about football so I can't comment on how well he plays the game what I can say though is to me the idea uh, it, it to me I, I disagree with you on the disrespect thing, thing it doesn't bother me because my because the way that I think about those things is whether I agree with you or not you can like you can do it it doesn't hurt my feelings it doesn't stop me from watching the game if some guy when the when 
football comes on TV and I'm watching it and they're showing the national anthem, if there's one guy on his knee there, like that does not affect my viewing of the game. The game then goes on and there's a football game and I don't have to be all pissed off about the politics of that one guy. To me, it just doesn't. So, to, so I don't know. It's just petty. In my mind, it, it's very petty to get upset about it. It is it's, petty, I, but I, I respect. Yeah, it's petty, but I get. I it. respect the I like why you consider it disrespectful. Um, mm-hmm. I I disagree with you. I'm obviously not going to stop watching because of it. But I do think. Know? But I think that if that's the reason that you stop watching the NFL because of Colin Kaepernick's opinion, that that's. That's unfortunate for you, not the NFL. Like, the NFL doesn't care yeah. what Steve's doing. They're going to make up that viewer somewhere. Um, yeah, and again, it doesn't tend to be conservatives that are doing it, in, at least in my experience. It tends to be people who are pro-cop. They're the right. ones who seem to be really, really offended by this. Then, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it seems to be – they just – again, they don't want to hear it. They want to hear that the, the boys in blue are here to protect you. Mm-hmm. And might be so if you're white. <laughs> right. If you're a white law-abiding citizen, but if you're a law-abiding Mexican like myself, I'll tell you right up straight and forward that I do not feel safe by them. As soon as I see them, I just think, get the fuck away from me. I don't want you by me. Right. And I don't, I've had some good experiences with cops. I've had some bad experience for, with cops, but they don't make me feel safe. Right. And I can only imagine what it's like if you were, if you were black, raised in a, in a, a poor neighborhood or something like that. I've lived in poor neighborhoods. I've lived in rich neighborhoods, and it does not matter. If I see them, I don't like them. I want them to go away. Right. And it's not saying I don't like cops, but I don't like seeing them because it makes me nervous. Right. They, they have because you power don't, over me. Because you don't know which one is – you don't know which one you're seeing. And I don't know what's going to happen. Right. You know? It, so. it, you always say, like, well, if, you got, if you're not doing anything, you've got nothing to hide, and it's just not true. Yeah. They can just – they can basically – like you saw they, with that nurse. They can kill uh, you recently. on Facebook Live – and get away with it. And be like, oh, you know, it's a garden. Like, they show something else. It's like, it's a garden hose. Right. You know, it's a, it's a toy gun. It's whatever it is. As long as they think it's a gun, they can kill you and just say, oh, well, I feared for my life. Yeah. Good to go. No. No no consequences. I, I completely agree with you. So, anyway, I think that's probably a good place to, to call it for the week. Um, our plan, nope. Our plan is to get back to the normal style episode next week. Um, if that plan changes, obviously we'll update the Facebook page. But I, I it, again, September is is a rough month. A rough month as far as our availability um, to be in the same room. So power through it with us, and um, I'm fairly confident that October will be will be a little bit more normal or back to normal anyway. So. With that, remember to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at TDAP2017. Um, once we get back to doing the live segments, we're going to try to get the uh, YouTube channel back up and uh, mm-hmm. and going so that we can get some, so that you guys can comment there and share it there as as well. The comment or the links to all the topics discussed are in the sources section of the comments below. Um, and as always, new episodes are available on iTunes and Google Play on Tuesdays. I think that uh, I think that pretty much does it for the week. So uh, we'll be back. I think so. We'll be back with you next week. And uh, here it is, your alternative fact of the week. Thanks. As Hurricane Irma hits Florida, local police are warning residents not to shoot at the storm. More than 28,000 people RSVP'd yes to a Facebook event called Shoot at Hurricane Irma. 
The event's creator told the BBC he started it as a joke, and while you'd hope most people would get the sarcasm, he admitted the whole thing's gotten a little out of hand. The Pasco County Sheriff's Office tweeted a warning that shooting into the hurricane will have very dangerous side effects.